everyone, and welcome to this, the 11th podcast um, from me, the Lightkeeper, um, or you can call me Edward. Um, that's what most of the world calls me. So uh, I guess rather than sound like some celebrity and ask to be called by a stage name, you can just call me Edward. Anyways, once again, welcome to my 11th installment of my wonderful little podcast on the DS lifestyle. Um, today is something that has been kind of bugging me this week. I've, I've seen it um, online more than a few times. And I think that this idea that I have seen could be very appealing to uh, newer submissives. And yet for me, who is more experienced, and I've, I've seen a few rodeos in the lifestyle, it's actually a red flag. So I want to talk to specifically to new submissives, but if you're not new, um, please please do follow along because I, I would love your feedback and I also hope that there will be a few things that if you're you're not newer to the lifestyle that you can pull um, from this as well. But the idea that I've been seeing, and I don't know why it's, it's popped up um, in my uh, wonderful lifestyle feeds um, in various social media platforms, um, but there's a group of and, and there's no, like, when I say group, it's not like it's an affiliation of, of some people, you know, it's not like a group from a certain area, but just just random um, dominants who are expressing similar, similar thoughts. And what these dominants are expressing, looking for, that is, for me, a huge red flag, uh, is that they want to be a trainer be a dominant trainer for a submissive. Now, to start with, when you think of trainer, I don't think many of you are going to think the DS lifestyle. Uh, maybe you're a bad hockey player um, like I am, and uh, when somebody says trainer, the first thing that comes to mind is the person that jumps over the boards um, to um, check and see whether you have all your teeth after uh, getting a free dental exam courtesy of, of an opponent's uh, hockey stick. Um, that's the first thought I always think of when somebody says trainer that, you know, shoves that nice. And they always have a white towel. That's, that's always cracks me up. It's like, why not have a red towel? Because chances are, if, you know, if the guy's taking a hockey stick to the mouth, there's going to be a little blood and the white towel just makes it all the more noticeable. Anyway, sorry about that random shiny moment, but so you have trainers that are athletic trainers that, that do that, or maybe it's uh, Hans and Franz at your local gym that are there to pump you up, you know, the personal trainer uh, that encourages you to do more, go harder, and works with you to develop a, you know, a workout guide and a plan, um, or something like in my wonderful corporate drone life, um, Part of what I do is is training, teaching people who are new um, or new to a piece of technology how to how to use it effectively and how to make it a, a productive tool for them. So when you you know for me that's kind of where the thought of trainer where it goes. For you it might be different, uh, but I don't think any of you immediately said when I said trainer went oh yeah the DS lifestyle, um, and if you did please hopefully let it be a red flag. One of the first things that I find odd about this whole um, dominant who wants to be a trainer for new submissives is that you don't see the flip side. I have yet to see 
I know, I know there's that um, rule, and I forget what number it is, but if it exists, there's porn of it. Um, and it, I'm sure that the, op, you know, it, if it exists, there's the opposite side as well somewhere. Um, but you don't see submissives offering to be a dominant trainer. And the other oddity is I have yet to see a dominant who is not identifying as a straight male um, wanting to train others. So there are no, for example, dominant females looking to train male submissives. These guys are all typically um, older men looking to train new submissives. Um, let's kind of read new submissive to also mean younger submissive. Um, and that's a red flag because I think some of these trainers are looking and using trainer as a way to get to enjoy and play with a younger submissive uh, that they would otherwise not have a chance in HE double hockey sticks of being able to touch. Um, and we'll get back to touching because touching is part of the uh, trainer danger, in my opinion. Um, so one thing about the DS lifestyle that, that my experience has taught me is that as, as a dominant, I enjoy talking about and sharing my passion for the lifestyle. I mean, if I, I didn't, I wouldn't have this podcast. I wouldn't have a blog. Um, I enjoy the expression and talking about things that I have learned in the lifestyle. Um, even the things I've learned the hard way or some of my mistakes, which uh, actually that's an idea for a new podcast, is uh, the uh, long and distinguished list of mistakes that I have made that hopefully others won't repeat. Anyway, the thing about when we teach anything that we're passionate about, what we are teaching is our passions, and our passions are things that we enjoy. Um, I'm a passionate skier um, in college. I was a ski instructor um, for two reasons. First of all, I love, I love and still do love to teach new people skiing. Uh, it's a passion of mine, and to be able to share that passion and watch other people's faces light up as they learn that they can do this and it's actually not nearly as hard as I think it is and to share that passion and to give that experience to others is something that's so rewarding that there isn't a monetary value you could put on it although it'd be great if that position of ski instructor you know paid uh, paid well enough to really truly make a living at it and unfortunately um, for most it doesn't um, in my case, in college, I was doing it uh, simply because being a starving college student, it was a great way to get uh, free housing on weekends and lift tickets to uh, a fairly prestigious local local resort. So um, there, there was a bit of selfishness in there as well. I got to ski free and stay free at a nice place. Um, but the thing is, with whenever, like even with skiing, when you teach it, you're teaching a passion. Um, so if I am going to be teaching a submissive, I am really not going to be able to share with them the things that I'm not passionate about in the lifestyle. Um, for example, one of the more popular things is, is rope work. You see these intricate designs and these, these beautiful 
things that people are able to craft with rope. And for me, rope, while it's beautiful to look at and it's beautiful to see other people do and be a part of, it is not something that I'm passionate about. And I would be a horrible, horrible teacher um, to share that part of the lifestyle with, with anybody. Um, in fact, it'd be one of those times when rather than try and share and talk about it, I would be better served just to shut up and listen because there is so much more I could learn about it and do need to learn about it. But since it's not a passion of mine and it's not something that I would want to bring to a relationship, it's something that isn't there. So if you have somebody who's going to be your trainer, they will, within this lifestyle, they'll only be training you in teaching, well, I'm not even going to say teaching because they're not. They're only going to be training you in the things that they want, that they need, and they desire. And if you're a new submissive, it shouldn't be about what this training dominant wants. It needs to be about what you, the submissive, wants from the lifestyle. And these trainers will say, well, these are standard things and all submissives or all real submissives, trying to kind of do that guilt slash bully. If you're not a real submissive, you, you know, you, 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 you're not real. You don't know. You're not truly a submissive if you don't want to do these things that I want to do to you. And, and that is really, it's just crapola. You don't need to be trained. In, in my opinion, what a submissive needs to do is they need to learn. And learning doesn't mean having somebody teach you what they want in a submissive. It means learning what you want as a submissive in a dominant, not what some dominant out there wants and needs in a submissive. They're two completely things. So a submissive, in my mind, doesn't need to be trained because the dominant who is doing the training is only going to be focused on teaching the submissive the things that they like and enjoy. In other words, the dominant is crafting a toy for them to play with. So don't fall for the submissive or the, the dominant who wants to train a submissive because all he wants to do, and I use he because I do not see this any other way around, but it's men wanting to train women um, to teach and train that woman to be their toy. Um, so I have a lot more to say on this, but at this point, we need to step back. I need to share a word from my sponsor with you, and I look forward to continuing our conversation here in about a minute. Thank you for uh, sticking with me as I got through my sponsor message. Anyway, welcome back to uh, the subject at hand, and that is the lifestyle trainer danger that we are faced with. Um, the other thing with these trainers that I see over and over again is that if you are a submissive looking to potentially become one of these so-called trainer students, they will have a unique rule that you must, the submissive, have or follow. And that is you must be unattached. You cannot have a partner. Uh, and if you do have a partner, and I've seen this before, where let's say a couple is interested in the DS lifestyle, and both 
both halves, the, the submissive half and the, and the dominant half approaches one of these trainers and, you know, say that, you know, we're interested and we'd, we'd like to learn with you. They want no part of that. A, a submissive who comes to them must be unattached or willing to break that attachment in that relationship until their training is completed. Um, sometimes these training trainers have um, specific lengths of time that they will that they they say they will train somebody for, but often that is very vague. And it's left vague because what I've seen in this lifestyle over and over again is these trainers are looking for a new shiny toy. And we earlier I talked about most of these trainers are men uh, and they are typically older men targeting younger submissives. And the reason why the length of time is very undefined is that submissive will be in training until the trainer finds a newer, shinier, potentially younger, better looking, basically looking for the grass on the greener side someplace else comes along. And when they do, voila, that submissive is now trained and set free, ready for everything the lifestyle can throw at them, which is a bunch of crap. Because oftentimes when these submissives are released by these trainers, what you have is you have somebody who's hurting and hurt because the dominant has used their position um, as well as their experience to manipulate the submissive. Since the submissive is unattached and not in a relationship or they convince them to leave a partner for their training, these trainers manipulate and deceive the submissive into thinking that they can build a romantic relationship with the dominant. Uh, the dominants that are trainers often lead on a submissive to believe that at the end of their training, they are going to move from submissive in training to this wonderful dominant submissive in real life. And that just, it doesn't happen, people. It doesn't. What happens is that Dominant finds a newer, better, shiny toy to play with and says hasta la vista to the submissive that has dutifully done everything that's been asked of them. Um, and speaking of things that are asked of them, often these trainers have a physical component. They want to get their hands on that new submissive. They want to play DS games. They want to spank the submissive. They want to restrain the submissive. They want to do all those wonderful sensual things that um, if you're new, that you are curious what it feels like, what it's like. They are more than willing to uh, go there and get their hands all over you. And not just their hands. The, many of them are going to want to have sex with you. They are going to want to have a sexual component. And if you are new, um, there's a phrase called sub-frenzy, um, where somebody who is newer to the lifestyle, typically, is so intoxicated 
buy everything lifestyle that they are that they basically are kind of like somebody who is drunk and making bad choices because they are their thought process is impaired and the lifestyle can be so intoxicating that people do get frenzied and start making bad choices and these lifestyle trainers know that they look for somebody who might have a hint of frenzy or know how to stoke that in a person and they use this to their advantage to take advantage they're not truly looking to teach they're just looking to get their hands on a new submissive and do what they want to do with a submissive under the excuse that they're teaching this person speaking of teaching whenever you're teaching something as personal um, as as ds is and while i know this is not a um a true comparison but um since i can and still do teach skiing people come to a ski instructor um often looking for either the very basics as in i've never been on skis before um, and the funny thing is is where my lesson starts with those people who are brand new to the sport of skiing is is how to get you know your equipment on how to put on the boots and how the skis fit onto the boots and all that goes together and then the very very first lesson that we do on the hill is how to get up after you fall down and the thing about these dominant teachers is their first lesson isn't going to be how to get up when you fall down it's going to be something that revolves around how that submissive can serve the dominant and everything is going to be related to serving that particular dominant and they're going to be telling the submissive this is how you serve a dominant you know and, and like it's how a dominant likes to be served or dominants like things is universal it is not um, the things as a dominant that i enjoy um, another dominant out there may not enjoy they are very individualistic just like submissives the things each submissive enjoys is going to vary from submissive to submissive there is not a hard and fast rule that if you are x y and z then you must enjoy a b and c there there is none of that in this lifestyle and these trainers make it appear to be so generic that this is how every dominant wants to be treated or this is how every dominant wants to be served or every dominant will want to impose these rules and that's that's not the case and in fact when it comes to um to rules and, or guidelines or punishment or corrections however you look at that side of the lifestyle the accountability side of ds these trainer dominants are going to want to put in place rules and they're going to want to enforce their rules with punishment and their punishments are not um you didn't text me by 8 a.m telling me you made it to work uh, so you need to write me an essay about whatever their punishments are always always hands-on punishments they want to get their little hands all over a submissive's hot bottom and spank away or flog away or whatever it is. It's their punishments are always 
I have yet to see an exception, physical. And once again, the things that they're doing as punishments are things that, surprise, surprise, that dominant enjoys doing. And it is not to teach a submissive what it's like to break a rule or to have accountability in a relationship. It's really putting things out there so that they can get their grubby hands on the submissive. Their rules that they put in place are, once again, very generic. They are not geared, in my mind, the way accountability should be in a DS relationship, where the dominant is putting in place accountability by working with the submissive to be working on things that will make the submissive's life better or help them achieve a goal or grow as a person into things that they want to grow. These are dominants putting just generic things, bedtimes, um, you know, in place that are not varied by the submissive. I've even seen some where they're, for example, a bedtime rule. It's a fairly common thing in the world of DS. It doesn't, it doesn't shift. Um, when what I mean by shift is let, well, it's kind of, it's a shift. Let's say that uh, the trainer danger dominant um, wants to um, train somebody who is a third shifter. Maybe they're a nurse who has the 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 midnight shift well their generic rules are not going to apply to that submissive and rather than you know tweak the rules for that submissive they're just going to dismiss that submissive as a potential trainee because they don't fit the mold that they've already of what they want in a toy um, that's the important thing i think to remember is that these Trainers are not looking out for what the best interest of the submissive is. And while the process of going through one of these trainings more than likely will be an educational experience for the submissive, um, it'll be educational and bad things do happen to good people um, in that kind of way. Uh, it's it's a red flag and submissives. If you are ever approached with somebody who claims to be a lifestyle trainer, my advice is to disengage from that person, apply the block uh, function and get the heck away from them. Don't find a trainer. Find somebody who wants to mentor you. They want to teach their passion about the lifestyle, but they want to do it so that you also learn and grow and have a passion for the lifestyle just like they do. It's not about getting their hands on you. It's not about touching you. It's not about leading you on, making you feel that there's going to be a relationship at the end. They are just simply sharing their passion with you. And in answering your questions, giving guidance, they're sharing their passion. And they're encouraging you to find other voices they understand that this lifestyle is very individualistic. And for example, when I share advice either on my blog or, or here on a podcast, it's just my opinion. There are other other people out there with, with very different opinions. And it's a matter of each person exploring, learning the different different opinions that are out there and, and deciding what works and what doesn't work for them. There's There's no tried and true way. There's no... 10-step method to becoming the best submissive. 
And so I think it's important to find mentors. And one thing that I see is very common among new people is it's very common for newer submissives or newer dominants um, to find people that they connect with immediately that are on the other side of the slash. For example, a newer submissive will very quickly become acquaintances with some dominants and newer dominants will also quickly become acquainted with submissives. Make sure it's, it's very easy. I think to find connections with somebody who is liking the same things or seeking the same things that you kind of want from the other side. Um, I think it's a very human quality to want to find, find that. But I think it's very important that if you're submissive, that you find other submissives, um, hopefully a few of which you will seek out that'll that'll have experience and have had experience so you can share your thoughts and ideas with somebody who has experienced things in this lifestyle so that they can say, you know, I walked down a similar path and here's what happened to me. Uh, even if it may not be what you want to hear, I think it's very important to have voices from the same side of the slash who can offer advice and thoughts to you without having any potential for wanting more out of you than just just being a friend or being a mentor. Um, oftentimes, you know, it's just like boys and girls being friends. Um, sometimes those friendships might, one side of that friendship may want more than a friendship. And so it's very important to... Um, to have people that you can go to that you know are just simply there to be your friend. There isn't any hidden agendas. So I think that's why it's very important to find people who are on the same the same side of the slash as you are to to become um, even just somebody that is, is, a, is a casual acquaintance that you can ask questions or share a thought with. Um, and there's another thing that I want to talk about, which does happen especially to newer submissives um, it's something called sub frenzy and it doesn't just happen to new it I've, I've seen it happen to more experienced people as well but this lifestyle can seem especially the play side of it can seem very intoxicating um, and just like if you've had too much to drink we know that the judgments you're going to make while you're impaired are probably going to be not the best choices. Uh, so what can happen is somebody can be so intoxicated with exploring, especially the physical side of the relationship, the play, the fun, uh, the kinky bow chicka wow wow that can go on in a, uh, in a DS, DS connection that they are intoxicated by these thoughts and that can lead to some very, very bad decisions and very unsafe decisions. Um, if you are, for example, so curious what it feels like to be spanked as a submissive and you are in a frenzied state, I have seen new submissives agree to meet a dominant that they have never met before in person and entertain them or be entertained by this dominant in a hotel room. They've never met before. And you're going to a hotel room with a stranger to to play. It, it's a very unsafe situation. So if you find yourself so frenzied 
or if you have a friend that you recognize is so frenzied that they are potentially going to make very unsafe decisions, um, I do have a bit of advice, um, which in the world of pre-COVID made a lot of sense, but COVID adds a new wrinkle to all of this, and it's about our personal comfort and safety. But if you feel comfortable in this world uh, where you would consider meeting other people in person, if you are frenzied, reach out and discover your local community. Even if you live in a small town in the middle of nowhere where your small town has, you know, two bars, a church, and a post office, and a blinking yellow light, um, chances are even within a couple hours of there, there is a local in-person community where you can meet other people and local communities um, very often have what they call play parties, play gatherings, where it's a um, public venue. And public is probably not the right word. It's still a private venue. It's a private place. No vanilla people are going to be allowed in, but it's public in that the play, the DS play happens in front of other people in the lifestyle. So it's a safe place. You're not going to a hotel room with a stranger. Um, if you are so intoxicated and you just have to experience this in a play party environment, you're going to be safer Nothing in this lifestyle is completely 100% safe, but you're going to be safer because there are going to be people around. There are going to be specific people called dungeon monitors who are there to make sure that safe words are followed and work to keep the play side of things safe. And so that is a much safer alternative if, if you or somebody you know is so frenzied that they are considering to make very unsafe choices. And I can tell you more than once, I have seen newer submissives so intoxicated with the play side that they set aside all the red flags and, and do something which to me is so crazy, but they will meet a stranger and go to the stranger's home or a hotel room or and trust that this stranger that they've only talked to online or through text messages is not going to take advantage of them. So please consider if you are frenzied or you have a friend who is so overwhelmed and intoxicated with the lifestyle that you know they're going to make bad choices try to guide them to a a outlet that will be safer for them which would be a local in-person community than um you know the random hookup meetup thing that can and does happen all too often in this lifestyle and is just as much of a danger to this lifestyle as the the dominant who is out there posing as a trainer so please if you're a submissive Stay away from any dominant who wants to just be your trainer. Um, the truth of the matter is they don't want to do it just to teach you. They are being selfish and they plan, in my view, to manipulate you, use you, and then discard you. So please stay away from the lifestyle and the trainer danger that exists here. And finally, um, I want to invite any of you who are who have thoughts, questions, or even feedback, positive or negative for me, um, drop me a line on Tumblr. Um, at Tumblr, my blog is The Lightkeeper's Journal. And 
drop me a note. My ask box is always open. And um, even if you're maybe a touch too timid and don't want to uh, attach your name, you can send me a, a question anonymously. Um, and provided uh, you're not a twat waffle, I will be more than happy to answer any thoughts or concerns you have there. Thank you for giving me a listen, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon.